Welcome to RPG Cast, episode 391 for the week of July 9th, 2016. I'm your host, Chris Privitz here. I've got the week's worth of RPG news just for you. Joining me today, Anna Marie Privitz here. Good morning. Uh, Kelly Ryan. Yay, you got my name right. Yep. Alice Wilkinson. Uh, to be fair, it's not really a week's worth of RPG news. It's more of a week's worth of Pokemon news. <laughs> a week's worth of Pokemon news just for you. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. So what were you playing this week, Anna? Uh, well, like I talked about last week, I wanted to make sure I finished Tokyo Mirage Sessions. I and think I you did. did. You did. I basically Man, sat down. Yeah, I sat down on the couch after the podcast ended, and I basically played for almost 10 hours straight. You got it, but girl. But I finished it. So the whole series is up on our YouTube channel, which is rpgamerdotcom. Um, I'm sure it'll come up in our JRPG July write-up. Um, and then I, yeah, that's, did you play much Tokyo Mirage Sessions this week, Kelly? No, I didn't okay. get much of a chance to. I'm more focused on what I'm spying for JRPG July. So, um, tell us about it. Well, um... I really do like uh, what I've played so far of Autumn's 5. I didn't get a chance to play much because I was busy with other things. But I really like the battle system in that game. Um, I don't know how familiar you guys are with the later Wild Arms battle systems, but it has that hex grid that makes placement just so much more intriguing than your typical JRPG. Like You actually have to put yourself in different positions on the battlefield. Cool. And it makes battles just so much more fun than just mashing the A button. Yeah, I haven't played it. I don't know what you're talking about. I haven't oh, played. I, <laughs> I even worse. I haven't played a Wild Arms game. It's kind of on my list of things to do. I've just never gotten around to it. Um, I. I wrote up just kind of a little snippet for the um, JRPG July feature, which kind of tells my thoughts about just the series, overall thoughts about series as, the series as a whole and uh, what little I have played of Wild Arms 5. But um, I'm having fun with it. I really want to get through it this month. Sweet. And then you and I have both been playing Final Fantasy V. Yes, Berserker Party. <laughs> Berserkers! So um, we've both been playing Final Fantasy V via the Four Job Fiesta, um, which is an event that happens every year in, in sort of June, July, August, where um, you sign up and you are assigned one job per crystal. Um, and that's sort of the classic way of playing it. So when you get the water crystal, you will be assigned to one of the water crystal jobs. There are other variations. For example, you can do what's called Berserker Risk, um, which means that uh, based on how many donations this event gets, because it's a charity event um, for Child's Play, there are a certain amount of berserkers that will be handed out to people who choose to berserker risk. And so you can have up to four berserkers in your party. And um, berserkers in Final Fantasy V play exactly the way that you think they do. They go berserk and you can't control them. And so... Yeah. Um, there's other sort of variations, like Chris did, um, what, what was it called, Chaos this year? 
Yeah. Uh, upgrade was new. Up, upgrade. So, but you didn't do Upgrade. You did Chaos. I did Chaos, which came out last year. Oh, okay. And the idea behind Chaos is you will be assigned a job. So you might actually get a fire crystal job when you've only acquired the water, the, the wind crystal jobs. And then you basically have to play a freelancer until you get to the fire crystal. It sounds very weird, but the thing that always sort of paralyzed me in regards to playing Final Fantasy V was there was so many job choices. I didn't know, know which ones were good or bad. And I ended up kind of getting to the second crystal, second or third crystal, and being like, I don't know what to do with all these jobs. I don't know how to play this game. I quit. And so being limited to four jobs has kind of been super duper appealing to me. So I got really lucky. I got Black Mage as my first job, which is the most broken job in that game completely, um, because it actually lets you do what's called rod snapping. And rods can be used by black mages as an item to well, cast. Well, not just black mages. Uh, and summoners. And red mages and white mages. And no, rods can't. The whole Team, team Seven Fifty thing is rod equipping caps, cla classes. Oh, okay. I don't think white mage can equip rods. Can they? I think they can only equip staves. Okay. But anyways, um, yeah, black mages can is the earliest class you can acquire in the game that lets you snap rods. And which means you can go into your inventory and use a rod as an item to cast massive spells on everything. <clears throat> I had, uh, my first job was knight, and I thought, okay, this is going to be a cakewalk. And the thing about knights is that um, they don't take a lot of damage, but they don't do a lot of damage either. I mean, they do pretty decent for just random mobs. But for boss fights, you can't really take advantage of weaknesses. Right. So, first couple of boss fights, I've just been kind of cherry tapping things to death. <laughs> but haven't been doing a whole lot of dying either. And um, I've had to kind of space out my gameplay anyway because I'm playing on the Game Boy Advance version. And I can't quick save because I think the battery in it's dead. Oh, no. Um, so, I've been playing the PC version which is a port of the iOS version. And it is ugly, but Chris put on a couple of mods that actually make it much prettier. You don't see the tile lines as much anymore. So the cool thing is, is there are some very key class changes, which I will get into as we go through our crystals. You and I both got Berserker for the water crystal. Yes, apparently a lot of RP gamers got Berserker. Yes, so which is kind of hilarious. Um, yes, it was. So I had never had a Berserker in my party before. I've done Four Job Fiesta a few times now. Uh, but I've never finished the game. In fact, I am now the furthest that I've ever gotten in Final Fantasy V. So I was kind of like, nah, okay, I got a Berserker. I guess that's sort of my, my punishment for getting Black Mage, because Black Mage is just so awesome. And so I snapped my, snapped my rods all the way to the Fire Crystal, where I got Geomancer. And I was really upset because Geomancer sucks. Unless you're playing on the iOS PC version. Because in the iOS PC version, they actually fixed their ability called Gaia. And it is amazing. So all of my characters have Gaia on them because it is so awesome. I am at the Fire Crystal right now. At the same room. Nice. I just I have uh, had no time to play it this week at all. And but then, I'm gonna be 
Sorry. I'm going to be hammering it hey. next week. And last but not least, I got my uh, Earth Crystal, and I was really hoping that I'd get a physical job, and I did. I got Dragoon. So my uh, party is actually super-duper balanced. I have a Berserker and a Dragoon for physical characters, and I have um, Black Mage and Geomancer as my magical characters. So I'm... I'm totally stoked with my party. It feels really cohesive. I'm able to deal with bosses. I'm able to deal with random attacks. Um, I've learned to run away from the things that I need to run away from. Uh, yeah. Because um, you need to make sure that you go to the Crescent Island and fight the guys on the Crescent Island that are out in the wild. Um, yep. you, you'll go there soon. Um, yeah. They will drop um, an axe, and I think it's called a death sickle, and mm -hmm. it has a chance of casting death on everything. And oh, unless wow. and unless an enemy's heavy, and there are a lot of bosses that aren't heavy, it will insta kill them. Oh yeah, I need. Thank you for the advice. I need to do that. I'm just. I'm hoping that I get two magic classes soon. And if not, I don't know how I'm going to get through that one tower in the game where you can only do magic. Well, if you don't have any magic classes, you don't need to go there. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. It's oh, entirely what? optional. Oh, I was thinking of that one later on where you have to split the party yep. between... Uh... That is completely optional. Okay. There is well, no... Well, it's only if you want those spells and you don't need those yeah. spells. Yeah, so it has, like, the best white mage spell, it has the best black mage spell, uh, and the best debatable. summon. Flare well, it has a mage. good black mage spell. If you were a mystic knight, you need flare. Okay. If you're a black mage, you don't you need don't flare. Really need flare yeah. So I'm kind of deciding whether I want to want to tackle it just kind of for funsies. Um, worst case scenario, I run from everything and power up my chicken knife. <laughs> Well, okay. Well, that's a load off. I've been agonizing over that this entire challenge. Yeah, no, I was, when I got Black Mage, I was like, hmm, I'm going to have to decide if I'm going to want to go there, but I'm not going to want to go if I get three. Oh, what are you talking classes. about? You thought you had to go to all of those. No, I didn't. I yeah, looked at the, so. There's tablets up there, Anna. <coughs> there's not a tablet in there. Oh, okay. I thought there was. You thought you had to get all the tablets. I did th th think I had you to get did all the tablets. That. Yes, you did. But apparently that. you don't. Only if you want all the weapons. You only need to get one. That's right. A minimum of one. Yeah, that surprised me completely. Um, the funny thing is, is I actually could have left after getting my first tablet because um, the Black Mage Rod is really good, and that's kind of it for my party. Um, the Bells Suck, which is the Geomancer's weapon. So I got the <laughs> dagger for my Geomancer. Um, the lance and the axe for the dragoon and the the berserker are kind of meh. Um, for some reason, the berserker axe is predicated on the idea of having like magic as your subclass. Well, you can do that. Yeah, except in in the PC and iOS version, they fixed it so berserker can no longer underflow their magic. Uh oh. Because in the game, in the Super Nintendo and the Game Boy Advance and the PlayStation One version, you can basically send your Berserker's magic into the negatives, and it well, loops it around work. to two hundred and fifty-five. Mm -hmm. I like that idea. Let's do that. Isn't that cool? So yeah. you're playing that on the Game Boy like Advance fun. one. So make yes. sure when you pick up your um, weapons 
when you start getting tablets, you actually should pick up the uh, the axe because it will be useful for you. Okay. Well, I, I'm looking forward to spending more time. In <coughs> I also have I a have link them. I will send you. Someone has helpfully made, made something called Enkibot, which is the partner of Gilgobot, who runs the Four Job Fiesta. Um, and Enkibot basically takes your four classes and tells you how to fight each boss mm. and whether or not to go to certain optional areas. So it's been very helpful. So yeah, I'm I'm in the third world. I am further than I have ever been in Final Fantasy V, and I'm really enjoying playing. So um, I suspect I will finish it in the next two days, which is great because reviews for Seventh uh, Dragon Three um, started coming out, and everybody loves it. So I decided to pre-order it. <laughs> yeah, I've got that pre-ordered too. I'm looking forward to that. Sweet. What are we talking about now? Um, what have you been playing, Chris? I have been playing 3DS games. Do you want to know which ones? Yes. Okay, I'll tell you. And can you invite Jonathan? Uh, yeah. Okay. Where is he? Uh, I've been t playing because we're watching. <coughs> you didn't talk about what we're actually doing. This oh week. yeah, we've been playing summer games. Uh, we've been watching summer games done quick. Yeah. Which is a charity stream benefiting uh, Medicine Medicien Sans Frontiers or mm. Doctors Without Borders. There you go. That's the name. Well, no, Doctors Without Borders is the translation. No, of the no, name. we're America. We 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 give people their actual names. Okay. Yeah, you no, don't come in here with this French crap. French. Freedom fries! Freedom fries! Freedom fries! Anyways. So while watching Games Done Quick, um, I've been playing 3DS games because that's the best thing to do while watching Games Done Quick. So you've been quick. playing Link Between Worlds, which yeah. makes me excited. I started a Link Between Worlds, and I'm using your handy-dandy guide. So I'm getting all the heart containers because I think that's fun, collecting. Yeah. Um, and then... I've also been playing Planet Robobot, or Kirby Planet Roboto, um, which is also really fun and really, it looks amazing on the 3DS, and I think it's really well done. And so I recommend that game if you want to, it's an easy game because it's a Kirby game, but uh, if you want a fun, nice looking Kirby game to play through, totally recommend Planet Robobot, Planet Roboto, Planet Robobot, what is it, Planet Robobot? Yeah, I have Planet no Robobot. Idea. Planet Robobot, and it's really good. And um, it's Kirby levels, and, you know, you're absorbing powers and stuff. But there's also a giant robot you get in at times, and that can destroy things. And it can also absorb powers, and it absorbs them a little differently than Kirby. So same enemies will give you slightly different things that you can do in your giant robot suit. And then there's puzzles and stuff, and you can ignore all of them because it's a Kirby game and it's easy. And, um, yeah, and you run around busting stuff up and uh, occasionally get knocked into the screen, and it shatters the glass on your 3DS. It's really fun. What? Um, yeah. It's great. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Yeah, uh, so that's that's really good. Link Between Worlds is really good. I'm pretty early on in that. And then I've been putting most of my time into Ace Attorney Dual Destinies, which is the most recent Ace Attorney game. Um, trying to get ready for the uh, Phoenix Wright 6 or whatever that's coming out later this year. I forget what that's actually called. Um, do you know? Um, no, because I just call it Phoenix Wright 6. Okay, good. So <laughs> we're getting ready for that thing. And so I need Spirit to get this one. Spirit of Justice. And yeah, it's uh it's a much easier Ace Attorney game. 
is what I've learned. But uh, it is an Ace Attorney game. I'm playing through it. It is a visual novel. You've heard all the things you need to hear about Phoenix Wright games by now. You should know if they're for you. This one is really nice looking, and the chalkboard gimmick of the guy in the third case is amazing, and I love it. And um, <laughs> I'll just say, you know, definitely recommend this one along with all the other ones. But that's all I've been playing, and I don't think it's a very interesting list. So I'm going to turn this over now to Alice. More giant robots. Oh, oh, did you deliver any missiles this week? Uh, actually, I've been fairly light on missile deliveries this week. It's been okay. a bit quiet. You leave and come back after you deliver a missile. <laughs> oh. You have a job to do. You have one job. One job. Uh, well, my, my, my job is joining defense fleets, Chris. If there's nothing to shoot, I don't deliver missiles. Well, if you then you're not defending the right places. Clearly. Right, well, I mean, there was some fairly big news out of EVE Online yesterday. Oh, what's the big news? Well, not big news, but... Uh, well, what's the, the not-so-big news? The first uh, NullSec Keepstar was deployed yesterday. I don't know what those... I know what NullSec is. That's basically player-controlled <clears throat> space. Yeah, what? Keepstar is the largest class of uh, Citadel. The XL size one. So it's a really, really big space station? Yep. Okay. Has it been blown um, up yet? No. Are people trying to blow it up yet? There was... It was uh, assumed yesterday that um, they're basically between the uh, anchoring period, which is 48 hours, and then it being online. There's a 15-minute vulnerability window. Um, there was uh, It was anticipated that someone was going to attack it, but that never came. So it ah. just online without a fight. EVE Online turns out it's hard to organize everybody sometimes. Um it's actually the third keep star in, in total, um, but the other, one of them's in low security and the other one's in wormhole space. Oh, is it even possible uh, to find that one? Um, given that it's the, 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 the only wormhole keep star is owned by uh, Hard Knocks Incorporated, um, their, their keep star is called Fort Knox. Uh, the N is silent. Apparently. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, the, uh, yeah, but that that's held in a classic wormhole called we're called Rage, which is where they live. Uh, it's guarded fairly ferociously, so chances of you finding it accidentally are fairly low. Um, the low security one is known as the Charity Citadel um, because some of the, it's being used for super capital trading and. Some of the profits for it are going to charity. Apparently. Oh, cool. Um, and then, yeah, there's this one. Uh, the name hasn't been decided yet. Uh, that apparently is being put to a vote this week. Um, but it is the only Nullsec heat star. But yeah, that was fun. So did you go visit it? Yeah, I, I visited it. Uh, I visited it in a cloaked ship. and took some screenshots. Did you, just, uh, Did you get blown up? Did you get blown up? Visited it in a cloaky ship. Yeah, so you could have messed up. Yeah, I mean that's true. I can get blown up that way, but it makes it a lot harder. Let's be honest. Uh, not to mention there were at least two people streaming, uh, like camera feeds from the 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 anchoring site on Twitch. So, so you can watch this model floating in space. Yeah. Although the, the whole point of that is to watch the things around the model, you know, for intel reasons. 
Oh, okay. So, um, and yeah, so I've been playing Giant Robots, as mentioned last Giant week. Giant Robots! Um, Robot I have, got, I have gotten a little bit further. Uh, still fun. Need to finish more of it, kind of thing. Um, we'll probably end up finishing a fair amount of it during my upcoming holiday. Yay! Upcoming holiday? holiday yeah, I'm going to go and visit some friends. Um, Are you coming to visit us? No. No, you're that's expensive. right. You said friends. Yeah. No, it's just <laughs> flight costs, Chris. Flight costs. Flight costs. If you want to pay, if you want to pay for my Didn't flights. Did you just go to Japan? Y yes. That's... Where do you think all my money went? Well, <laughs> Gundam models. Yes. Okay. Some of it was on Gundam models, but still. <laughs> I'm sure that flights... cost more than the flights. <laughs> no, no, they didn't. <laughs> Not by much. Not by much. <laughs> flights still cost more. Oh, all right. Um, actually, I think it was the hotel was my biggest expense for yeah, my first week. Yeah, that's not surprising. I've been playing a little bit more Stellaris. Uh, there was a big patch very recently, uh, since they're still <clears throat> fixing some of the bugs from the uh, the original release, uh, changing some systems around to make them a little bit more intuitive, border changes, diplomacy changes. And I went and started a new game because... My uh, my current one got a little bit confusing. Um, still fun, uh, but they you'd, you'd probably have to go and read the patch. Like if you haven't played it since the game released, you probably ha would have to go and check the uh, check the uh, gargantuan patch notes for the two previous patches to see what's changed. Uh, is this what I've been waiting for? Oh, I've been waiting for patches to really get back into it. So since I knew they were coming up, I didn't want to have that. Where part of my game was pre-patch and part of it was post-patch. Welcome, Jonathan so Stringer, to the show. Yay! So, okay. Enter, huh? enter like a thief in the night. Yes. So, why? why what? What is? What have you been waiting for? What? What's well, the big change? Well, I remember the last time we were getting on it, they had some issues with the mid-game being boring and lacking some content and some AI issues and such. And uh, so I was like, well, you know, I had other games to play. While this game's getting its um, uh, initial, you know. Uh, stuff shaking out and, and kind of getting it smoothed out with the first few patches. I was just going to wait until that, that got settled, then I'd start a, a campaign. Yeah, no, I, I totally get that. Um, I, like I say, I started a new game just because I wanted to try something different from what I'd been doing, you know, try a different setup, see if I could get, um, you know, just sort of try out a new some new ethoses, get some new Empire bonuses, try those out. Um, I, one of the major things they did was uh, they nerfed the happiness gain on the spiritual and fanatical spiritual ethoses. Um, so I wanted to see if I could try and still do a um, like a kind of a, a high happiness, like having high happiness. So I shifted my stuff around to sort of compensate for that. There's still a happiness bonus on, um, uh, I think it's uh, direct democracy and it's advanced form which is subconscious consensus yeah um, no yeah that's i don't know what you're talking about uh direct democracy in uh, fluff wise is where uh everyone votes for everything and then subconscious consensus is there is a law that states that everyone has a voting implant so you everyone votes oh like you just vote with your head whenever there is a vote to be done hey it would increase voter turnout it would, yeah. So, the general—I think the general idea being is that everything is voted on, 
and everything has a 100% voter turnout so that you can truly say that you are a direct democracy. Eh, but, you know, politics. Um, that has a, um, the, the evolved form of that has like a flat plus 10% happiness bonus. And I think for every percent above 80 on your planets, I think you get uh, various like happiness bonuses to production and things like that. So it's always good to keep your citizens happy. So, uh, the other thing I did was in the uh, Steam sale, I picked up the. Um, you picked uh, up the all season? the games, all the games on I Steam. Picked up the uh, I picked up the season pass for Just Cause Three. Oh, cool! Land, sea, and air thing. Yeah, uh, and then I basically spent most of the rest of the week tethering uh, finishing things just... to things. Yes, and finishing Just Cause Three. I love tethering things to things in that game. So I, I've I've actually cleared before I'd even finished all of the missions on the first island. I've now liberated one hundred percent of the map. Wait. <laughs> okay. Because well, I mean, the, you got the, distracted the stuff... with all the little installations, huh? <laughs> yeah, and the 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 thing you get for clearing the first, uh, or at least starting the first expansion, in the season pass, is uh, weapons for your wingsuit. Oh, they changed that. All right. Yeah. So, uh, in the air expansion, um, you get a like a fixed forward firing rapid fire machine gun on your wingsuit. So basically, you just point. You just it, it sort of spread fires in the direction that you're flying, <clears throat> and then there's also a homing missile launcher on it with a reload time with a base reload time of like eight to ten seconds, something like that. Um, this means that it's now instead of having to kind of like parachute slowly around bases, you can just wingsuit around them and strafe the ground with machine gun fire. It makes clearing bases. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily say quicker because if you're wingsuiting, it's a little bit harder to control than when you're parachuting. Uh, but I kind of felt it made uh, liberating bases a lot more fun to see if they could be done entirely while wingsuiting. Which I did do a couple of times with a yeah, couple I of the assume larger, you can. larger bases. <laughs> yeah, and it, it's actually useful for base uh, for liberating the uh, the central uh, the central command ones while avoiding the, their base defenses. So it's possible to liberate them before you do the mission that disables their super weapon thing. So then the first one has airstrikes, the second one's an EMP cannon, and the third one just starts dropping massive missiles on you. Um, but if you're flying, you can, you in a wingsuit, you can dodge them quite easily. You, you get like a, like a high-speed evade button that allows you to dodge air-to-air -air missiles. Uh, and then so you just fly around the base and shoot everything from the sky, and you can liberate it that way. Works so I liberated the map, uh, but in order to uh, in order to actually finish it, I believe I actually need to finish the story as well. So <laughs> yes, just, you do. Just, yeah, just kind of slowly working through it. It's, it is kind of amusing though, just passing by all of the. Uh, you know, this is meant to be a big fortified military base, but, you know, I'd, I'd liberated that stuff like five hours previously. I've liberated the entire island. So the thing that always bugged me in that game, and the reason I kind of stopped playing it for a while, uh, well, stopped playing it really, is that the upgrades are locked behind these weird challenges that are not fun. Yeah, I st I'm still not a huge fan of that, but so far I've cleared everything while barely doing those challenges. Yeah, sure, but that means you're not getting upgrades to, like, your grapples and everything else, right? 
Yeah, but so far I haven't really needed them. Because you have these expansion things. Okay. I well, was wondering I mean, if the wingsuit thing it. has definitely helped, yeah. but I don't know. They may have loosened the requirements, but the challenges are still there, and there's probably a mod that works around them anyway. Yeah, probably. I should just look at so, that. <laughs> yeah, it's you've if you've got it on PC, just yep. just 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 mod it. Mod um, it. Mod it. Um, the land expansion uh, just gives you uh, these kind of like mech like things. As oh, a, that's up your alley then. Yeah, they, they, I, I, I would hesitate to kind of call them mechs in the classical sense in that they're not upright bipedal things. They're more like four-legged... Uh, they're kind of like very similar to tanks, but they've got very powerful weapons on them. Uh, they it, the, the land expansion... the sea exp Sorry, the air expansion adds like a, a big flying airship where you have to make use of the, like the, the wingsuit weapons in order to be effective. Um, the land expansion adds a new island to the north of the map, which is designed to be for you to use those mech things on. Although finishing the missions does allow you to drop the mech anywhere, hmm. if you're so close. Uh, and I don't know what the sea one's going to be, but I'm going to assume it's going to be underwater, given the name. So, no. Yeah, I know. Bit of a bit of a wild stab in the dark, though. I think that's crazy. So, yeah. uh, that's basically me done for the week. Yeah, that works. Uh, Kelly, is there anything else you were playing? Um, I did re-up to WoW this week. Uh -oh. um, get my garrison stuff in check, and because um, I guess the pre-patch is going to be coming out pretty soon. Oh my gosh, you're right. I think apparently the pre-patch has actually already been downloaded. Um, there was a 20 gigabyte <laughs> background download that was causing me some problems with updating Overwatch about three days ago. <laughs> Um, uh, so, uh, pro so what tip, you're telling me uh, is I shouldn't open my... Uh... Not right now. <laughs> well, pro tip, if you have any missions out there that are gold missions, you need to accept them before the pre-patch launches. Ah, uh, no, because I they care will, about that stuff. They're going to fail automatically the next day, and a lot of that garrison stuff that's gold and items and stuff is going to be nerfed to hell and back. Yep, Aww. I have a friend who is offering basically anybody who he knows that wants a moose mount the money to buy the run. So he messaged me the other day, he's like, hey, do you want the 14,000 gold to go buy a moose? And I was like, no, not really, but that's a pretty awesome offer. He has a lot of gold. That's a lot of gold. Yeah. He offered it to you, too. I know. And you were like, me. I said I want the dragon. Yeah. And the cap is increasing, so. Right. The gold cap? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Finally. Well, that's great. I don't know how to even get close to that amount of gold. <laughs> well, I, I... at the moment, you run missions in your garrison for oh, gold. That's just... Oh. How do you think Kitten has so much money? Oh. That's a lot of alts to be running missions on. Uh, yeah, I think all of his alts are, are 90 at this point, or 100 at this point. I uh, I used to know how to make that much gold by selling gems on the auction house. But then <laughs> and then they, chill crafting then they, got they, nerfed. They messed that up. What uh, servers are you guys on? Um, at the moment, we play on Steam Weedle Cartel as Alliance. Oh. We... Uh, I We've kind of alliance. I play on Blackwater Raiders as Horde. Uh, all yes. my characters are on Wormrest Accord. I'm on Storm Reaver as Horde. 
But hey, we've got all that cross realm stuff now. Yeah. Mm. Although we're different we're, factions. Yeah, we can go there and kill the alliance guys. Yeah, I mean, I've kind of gone <laughs> all over the place in my WoW career. Like, um, I started on Draenor. Um, I was there for like vanilla and TBC, and then um, Lich King. I was a raider on Ice Crown, and I was in like a top one hundred guild. That was Horde side. Horde side. That sucked. <laughs> Chris didn't like it. Chris was in Even hardcore. you didn't like it. Uh, I didn't like it by the end. That was the. Yeah. That was the. That was when kind you of realized the... you were being victimed by politics. Yeah, that got messy. Mm -hmm. That's how raiding guilds go. Yeah, and I mean that's kind of the problem is is it's like I knew what I was getting into when I signed up for it, but the reality was not pleasant. So after that, um, I went somewhere else. I went back to Draenor. And then Kit was I was, was going like, to say, you went back to Draenor because I know I started playing on the US servers around yep. the time Cataclysm came out. Yeah, and so I was on Draenor. Um, and then... Um, there was a period of time that I wasn't logging in and my the like the original guild that I started on Draenor was stolen from me. And that pretty much killed all of my interest in playing on that server. And so Kitten, Seraphim Kitten was like, hey, why don't you come on Steam Weedle Cartel with us? And so I've been there ever since. So I've had a bunch of ups and downs, but I've been on Stormy ever since Vanilla. So I'm pretty dedicated to that. I still have people that play or old people I used to play with or against or in other guilds that... And there's a lot of new ones too, so but a lot of ties to that server and a lot of history on like some of those characters. I I only play the game really if I'm raiding and kind of doing some in-game content. Um, I got into Warlords thinking I wasn't going to do that, mm -hmm. and then it happened anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so I can't just play it casually or I'll lose interest. I gotta have something that kind of commits me to go in and. A reason to keep building my character up, you know, for in-game, uh, you know, challenges and such. Otherwise, I just lose interest and go somewhere else. And then eventually, that causes burnout anyway. So it's kind of a, it's a inevitable thing that's gonna happen. Yeah, I mean, I haven't been subscribed since like January, just because there hasn't been anything for me to do. It isn't that yeah. there hasn't been anything to do, and in fact, I uh, have been like very impressed by how much blizzard has been adding to the game even though they're well, kind of in that the dead only patch one, because everyone yeah, else complains really. that they're not adding anything okay well i felt like they added a lot but anyways um yeah like i i came back kind of briefly and i did all of the jungle stuff and then i was kind of like you know what i don't feel like playing wow right now i'm gonna be excited when the new expansion comes out so yeah. i mean maybe i'll make a horde character on kelly's oh, server sorry. Horde side. No, don't make a... No, what are you doing? Horde's best. Horde side. Yeah, I honestly thought about using my um, level 100 boost to make a character on you guys. <laughs> that's the right answer. I like that answer. Compared to you. <laughs> yeah, that's so. the correct answer. Uh, I, I, when when Draenor sort of died and people stopped logging in, I shifted over to uh, Wormrest Accord because I considered it a kind of good place to retire to in quotes didn't want to move all the to way to Moonguard. To. i love it <laughs> uh because Moonguard. Uh, oh that's where out. we were 
-hmm. Because, yeah. wait, you were on Moon God? Yeah. yeah um, Sean Cooper. So Lucifer was like, hey, during uh, Pandaland, we're going to have a raiding guild. And yeah. all of this crap had gone down on Draenor where my guild had been stolen. So I was like, yeah, that sounds really good, actually. Let's beat feet and get over there and do this, this raiding guild with him. And it never actually became a raiding guild. Well, it did some raids. Yeah. Yeah, there, no, there were problems. It fell apart eventually. But I know when Legion comes out, one thing that I'm going to want to do is I'm going to want to take all of my dudes to, to get their artifact quest, uh, item because my husband is in beta and he's been doing that. And some of the stories for getting your artifact weapons have just been epic. Yeah, I mean, I am probably going to start leveling up characters um, once I get back into the game so that I can do all of the artifact quests because they sound amazing. Um, right now, when I have time, I've been picking at my shaman a little bit, who's kind of stuck, been stuck in um, uh, Northrend since Cadim when I first rolled her. <laughs> and um, I'm going to want to get her to 100 because I really want to see the thrall stuff with the shaman artifact quest. Yeah. I main shaman. I have a but question. I main, shaman, I main shaman alliance side. I main sure. druid. I main hunter. Always switch between Death Knight and Warrior. <laughs> About every patch up, or sorry, every uh, um, expansion, I switch back to the other as the main. I only I seem main to... Hunter. Oh goodness. Sorry, I'm I main Hunter because my husband told me that it involved cats. Well, <laughs> he's not wrong. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not. I'm. I would. I would think like, Druid would if, be the better cat if, class. If people do come, if people do come back, I'd be half tempted to roll on uh, Anna and Chris's server as well. All right, we've got a, we got a. All right, this is good. But that does Tell involve get buying, ready, that Anna. Does involve <laughs> buying a level one hundred boost. So. Well, doesn't everyone get one with the expansion? Yes. I've already yep. used it. Why? Because <coughs> I wanted another level one hundred. Jeez. <laughs> Why? Well, I well, suppose actually oh, at this point it'd be oh, cheaper oh. just to transfer a character. Now but... hold on, everybody. When this patch drops, everyone can start rolling a demon hunter, right? If they That's have true. the, yeah. no, you need the expansion, but then you can, right? Um, yeah, but it's not this it... patch. It's oh, it's, not? it's closer to the game. What's the release date for Legion? Uh, August, August twenty. Yeah, August thirtieth. Okay. Oh, really? I mean, it's not going to be in July. Okay. But when the demon hunter comes out, then you can roll demon hunter on our server. Yeah. Does that start at level one? Yep. Oh, that's too. No, no. Uh, Hunter starts at ninety-eight. Ninety-eight. No. Yes. Ninety-eight. It's, it's like a death knight. How the death knight started at fifty-eight. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Not ninety-eight. It's twelve levels behind cap, which is exactly what the death knight was. Was it? Okay. Yes. Yep. Ninety-eight. Yeah, no, wait. <laughs> How about that? There you go. There you go, Alice. Yeah, death death knight was fifty-five when the yeah. cap went yep. up to eighty. Yeah. So that was twenty-two, Anna. So, what really? Twenty-five, Chris. Yeah, twenty-five. It was like fifty-five. We started. Oh, fifty-five. See, even better. Okay. Yeah, you have we to all go lose. all the way through Legion or the Burning Crusade. Uh, well, and we say which is that, why nobody wanted to do that. No, we say that now, but Burning Crusade was like no. great no. when it no. first came out compared no. to Vanilla. No. It was. Wow. <laughs> Just but, because it's, my, no, no, no. You're right, Anna. 
but it wasn't something people wanted to do at the point that Death Knights came out. I did. I was um, all about Death Knight. You were all about I, running I Burning about, Crusade? Oh, the problem uh, with that. Sorry, I'm not saying people didn't do it. I'm saying they didn't want to do it. Well, hmm. I, well, I mean, it's kind of funny because I think I think I've mentioned on the cast several times that I think compared to everything else, but uh, but because they've all changed the uh, the leveling structure, it kind of leaves the Burning Crusade as being kind of hot garbage compared to everything else. It does, yeah, and I mean, here's the thing: hot. is when Burning Crusade was relevant, it was really fun to level through. Oh, well, that's yeah, right. because there was because it was, it was relevant, but... and I mean, even going through it like three or four times, you could basically you basically did whatever you wanted to to get to sixty five, and then you went to Nezingmary and you got to seventy. I did forget that that's uh, they streamlined Vanilla's leveling and Burning Crusade. They didn't touch yet at the time. They, I they still have getting all the mobs was kind of a pain in the ass because some of the archaic quest designs and the way you had to. Some of the some of the quests are a pain. Hey Anna, let's go ch collect cherries. Sorry, the the guy on Games Done Quick at the moment is doing the secret cow level in Diablo Two. <laughs> There's a lot of mowing. Also, I don't know if you, I don't know if you guys caught it or not, but there was an amazing Pepsi Man run yesterday. Yes, Pepsi Man. Pepsi Man. That so, guy dressed up as Pepsi Man was amazing. Yeah, that was amazing. <laughs> well, and I don't know if you caught it, but the guy who does the Zero Time Dilemma series. That was like his first game. He was the map designer on Pepsi Man. Yep. <laughs> oh, jeez. Hey, that explains a lot. Also, <laughs> that guy who did um the, the cutscenes, they were like, here's his Twitter handle. Like, totally tweet him and tell him how awesome he is. So, like, I did a search, like, 15 minutes afterwards. There was, like, something like 3,000 mentions of this guy. <laughs> I tweeted at him. So yeah, More that was Pepsi. kind of awesome. But Pepsi um, right, for TV game. <laughs> Pepsi for TV game. Pepsi hey, David, for pizza. David has just solved solved a little problem he had with a tilted tilted uh, tilted uh, like earpiece not coming down properly by just sellotaping the headset to his head. <laughs> I like it. No, that's I think good. He just got a little bit annoyed by that. Yeah, no, that's perfect. Sorry. Um, anyway, duct tape. <laughs> now that we've turned this into WoWcast, Jonathan should probably tell us what he's been playing. No, 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 no. I have a question oh, about WoW first, all right? Oh, I, before we leave the WoW topic, and okay. then we can stay off the WoW topic Until for the sake August. of the people in the chat. So what should I be... What is it to my advantage to re-up and do before this patch and or the expansion comes out? If you have any salvage crates, open them okay. now because they're going to drop transmog gear and that's going away when the patch drops. All right. Um, make sure any gold missions are cleared. Uh, take screenshots of all of your crap on your hot bars because all that's going to change. Okay. Um, that's a good idea. If, if a moose run is relevant to your interest, pay for a moose run. Not if, really. Um, you're done if you're not done with the legendary quest do that oh yeah i'm not done with that i'm far enough that i don't care i i'm trying to figure out why i would care since the legendary won't be worthwhile in the new path yeah it will well how so um the eye level of it stays relevant for like uh yeah while. but I, when i'm done leveling it won't be relevant mm, no. I def I, it's hard I to say 
And I think there's a title tied to it. Yeah, there's well, an achievement. I did, I did rush the, because I rushed the, the, the Legendary on the Panda expansion, but I really can't be asked to do it this time. Well, like, the cape... I felt this one was easier, and I still can't be asked to do it. <laughs> um, I did it just because I was doing it anyway, and I will admit that the story when you get that is pretty cool. Which yeah. item is this? The ring. legendary ring. Their legendary oh, Corona and all shit, that. I just... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the story aspect of it was great, and the last bit reminded me of Captain Planet. We're the Planeteers. Oh, seriously? You can be one yeah. too. You have to like hold your ring up and send a beam of power to summon a superhero. Uh, uh something like that. It, it gave me a Captain Planet vibe. I like that. And it was. I mean, I mean, if you really don't. You can just YouTube somebody else getting their legendary ring, but I like that little bit of it. But I, w I was definitely underwhelmed by the legendary <laughs> quest line this time around compared to Miss. So really? there's overwhelmed and there's underwhelmed. Can you just be whelmed? I was definitely whelmed. Okay. <laughs> it Okay. Glad we had this conversation. Yes. <laughs> Very important. But yeah, that's kind of the main things you need to worry about. Hey, my. Oh, I'll talk about it later. I just got a shipping notification that's relevant so to a conversation. None of that there. stuff sounds important to do. <laughs> it's important. Like something that I can't get that I should do, but I guess not. Um. It's important if you give a crap about transmog as far as the salvage crates. Like, is there a reason yeah. to finish off all the raids I didn't finish and stuff like that? Probably not, right? So. Not really. I I was also whelmed by the raids in this expansion. If you want to <laughs> learn any of the lore of the fights. And yeah, and no, the... I mean, for that reason, sure. But other than that, I... You know. hmm. I could call this expansion Whelmed of Draenor. That's what it was. Well, looking at my, just looking at my inventory since I just did just quickly log in, I have eighty-eight salvage crates. You should Open do those. something with those, yeah. Um, I, I also have twenty. I have twenty-five thousand gold as well, so I could feasibly buy a. Is is did you say the moose was a challenge? Is a is a reward for the challenge modes, or am I? It's like uh, the mithril run drops the moose. It's a mythic run reward. Right? Yeah, that's oh. it. So people oh, are I see. buying I'm spots the, for 14,000 gold or something. I'm thinking of the challenge modes of the dungeons. Yeah, My mistake. that's different. Yeah, that's also going away, though. Oh, and Brawler's Guild, if you give a crap about Brawler's Guild at all. I keep oh, I completely forgot to do that. What, why, why? What happens there right now? Um, I think at one rank there is a heirloom piece yep. that might be relevant. Is that going away? Yeah, Brawler's Guild's getting shut down for like the first bit of the. Oh, but they'll bring it back. That happened last time too. It'll get uh, level adjusted to the correct. That's cool. Yeah, that's fine. All right. So thank you for catching me up on that. All right. Now, no problem. Jonathan, what you been up to? Not a lot of gaming this week. I still played a few more missions in Ogre Battle 64. I've played a few multiplayer Are you matches. Are a person of lordly caliber yet? Always. Always, okay. As soon as you turn the game on, you are. Oh, okay, perfect. That's, that's very convenient. Yeah. And uh, 
a little bit of Overwatch, a little bit of Rainbow Six Siege multiplayer. Um, so not a lot to talk about there that I haven't already talked about. And uh, however, I did do something exciting Thursday night, which is purchase the parts for my new PC. Oh, new PC! Yeah, you know, I haven't. I'm basically running the same PC I've built since 2010. Uh, two years ago, I did upgrade to a, a, G, a GeForce GTX 970 and added an SSD, but otherwise, the rest of the stuff is six years old now, so I went all out. I got a, a GTX 1080. I finally found in stock in Newegg, so... Well, you didn't overpay, did you? I didn't pay... I didn't pay scalper prices. I paid MSRP at Newegg. Okay, good, 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 good. So, yeah, that's why, I mean, I... Obviously, they've been able to buy them for eight, nine hundred dollars on Amazon and eBay, but I wouldn't get it. <laughs> no. So, I bought the the Asus Founders Edition, even though I was kind of waiting for some of the aftermarket style ones with extra fans and all that. But I've been waiting for a month and a half now. I said, screw it, I it's found time one. To get out with it, yeah. Yeah, we just got it, and then uh, so I'm upgrading that. I got a. a you know, everything basically actually I basically got a whole new computer. I did get a pretty cool case. Um it's a, the Corsair C six hundred or six hundred C. It actually opens up on the right side instead of the left, the door. And it's supposed to help airflow. And I also like the aesthetics of it to where um it's very streamlined and you know, very minimalist looking. And uh my computer sits on my desk on the left side against the wall almost, so the way most doors are, the doors are facing the wall. So this way, it actually faces into the room. So I do like that as well as far as the way it looks on top of uh, the supposed better airflow. But Seeing I've got uh, my case on the other side of the room, so... <laughs> uh, then it works for you that way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm really excited. I probably won't get all my parts until early to mid next week i'm guessing because new egg has been slow with getting the the shipments out so i'm guessing tuesday or wednesday i get to put it all together actually i didn't buy every single part that i need to go to the micro center because if you buy a motherboard with processor for micro center you usually get money off That'll that's what i was going to ask what's your processor i got an i7 uh, what 67 which one is that 6700 I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So you going to overclock yes. it? Okay. Right. Yep. That's what I'm going to get. I haven't bought it yet. I need to go to Micro Center after we're done here and uh, and pick that up because it's about buying the, those two items on Micro Center saves me $80 over New Egg, and that's even uh, after taxes are considered. So it's, a, it's always cheap to buy your motherboard uh, and processor combos from them. Nice. We don't have we don't. a micro center here. Uh, you can order them online and get it shipped. Mm. I believe. But I do, yeah, there's one micro center. It used to be right next door to where I worked, so that was pretty convenient. But I do not I do not work there anymore, so the convenience is gone. Um, another thing I kind of want to talk about, it's interesting gaming debate or discussion, but it's not really... It's necessarily RPG, but you know the game Evolve? Yeah. Yeah, well, they made it free to play now. Oh, they did? But they pissed off a lot of people because oh. for those who paid to play it, 
they bought it and playing it and built up the characters. Basically, they they kind of like reset the entire game. So a lot of those people, if you would have like built up and leveled up certain badges and skills and whatever on your characters, uh, all that progress got reset and you start from uh, level one or basically, and you you get some. They give you like a little bit of bonus points for being a founder of the game to start off again, but supposedly the amount of points you get is like maybe an hour or two worth of playing the game. <laughs> So it's kind of a slap in the face. Even when they're trying and to it, fix it, they can't fix it. Yeah, and they took away a lot of the game modes that used to be in there. What? So, yep. So there's a lot of... You got the people that are really happy, yeah, you get to play this game for free now. And then you have the people that who bought it and were playing it that are pissed. So they basically pissed off their former user base. But then again, some of them are like, well, I hate this and this and this about it. But now more people are playing it because it's free. So now we have people to play with. So it's well, kind I mean, of that's a, the alternative, I guess. Yeah, but it basically it's something to look into if you're interested in playing. You can play for free now, but the whole the the way they uh, they shut down the game. You think they would have left it the old way, maybe for people who still wanted to play some of those other modes? But I don't. I guess it, it would be tough to do that if you have two different versions of the software going with different people. So, but something interesting to look into. But we were thinking about playing it because it went to free to play, or one of my friends. Say, hey, why don't we play this now? And then I was reading about the changes and stuff, and thought that would be an interesting topic. Man. Oh, evolve. <laughs> let's see, let's see. Happens every time. 100 weekly players only? What does that mean? Oh, that's all that who are playing it? <laughs> yeah. So it's not that many people who could be upset. Mom's <laughs> <Well>, true. <laughs> All the people who would go back to it are just upset. Like, well, you weren't playing it anyway. What the hell do you care? <laughs> so I guess that means we're done with what we've been playing. I guess so. So then that I have to ask, do we have a JRPG July update, Anna? Or no? Um, Yeah, it'll be coming this weekend. Nix is working on it today. Oh, good. Take a look at what's next. I guess we'll j jump into the news, Anna. Beep, 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 beep. And the news is all Pokemon Go. <laughs> so we have like a huge Pokemon Go block of news. So Pokemon Go came out in Australia and New Zealand a couple weeks ago. Um, and it came out in the U.S. Wednesday evening. Um, good news for iOS users. Yeah. Bad news if you're Android. Oh. Maybe. Um, so here's the deal. If you are an Android user, <coughs> here's what you need. An Android 4.4 or better. Um, but if you run Android N, it will not be supported. A resolution of 720 by 1280. In other words, no tablets. Um, a strong internet connection, GPS and location services, which means tablets are basically out. Intel CPUs are not supported, and it also requires two gigs of RAM, preferably three. Oh, great. So I know from my experience troubleshooting Android devices for Harvest Moon, that's going to be about 50 phones. Okay. What does that mean? Oh, 50 phones out of all the models that are out yeah. there? Oh, boy. Most phones have 
less than two gigs of RAM. Mm. No, I think Particularly my Particularly when you get outside of North America. Uh, my one was mm. okay uh, from the APK I downloaded. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing is it's like if a game this is the problem with android if your if your phone is quote-unquote not in, not compatible it doesn't matter you can just download the apk and sideload it onto your phone which is fine if it's a free game but if it's a paid game you're stealing and uh apparently some people who sideloaded the apk are having problems when they go to buy pokebucks so, yeah. Which is why I've left it alone for the time being. I'm waiting for the official release now. Right. Um, so, yeah, the Android release. Turns out that uh, Android development for, for games is kind of a pain in the butt. Um, oh, and wow, it also... Yeah. Who would have thought a completely decentralized system with absolutely no standards would be challenging to program for? No. Or develop for. Anyways. Really? Yeah. Uh, the game also kills your battery dead, dead. Um, well, how dead, Anna? Well, Which is kind of funny because um, Ingress doesn't. Ingress did. And yeah, it used still to, does but... to some extent. But yeah, I mean, it's weird that Pokemon Go is like killing batteries dead, dead when they've had three years of experience building Ingress and going through this thing where Ingress killed your battery dead, dead. And they... This, this kills it dead in new ways. Yeah. And so <laughs> they encourage you to turn on the battery saving mode. Yeah. The battery saving mode dims the screen when the phone is pointing towards the ground. That's what battery saving mode does. Yeah. That'll Very do it. That'll fix it. That's it. Yep. All you need. So, right I mean, there. when I played it, the first night that I played it, I have a uh, iPhone 6S. Um, and uh, just opening it up and making my character and catching my first Pokemon killed about 10% of my battery. Yeah. Good job. Good job, Pokemans. Also, um, it was supposed to be rolling out worldwide throughout this week, mm-hmm. except... It has been so crazy after it came out in the U.S. that they have paused indefinitely the rest of the rollout. So if you're in Canada or Europe, Middle East, or Africa, screw you. Because you ain't getting it for a while. (coughs) Also, there are two ways to sign up for it, which is the Pokemon Club or um, Google+. Plus. Which we can rename them to the way that works and the way that the servers are broken. So Guess which way I chose. So this is a problem that Chris and I ran into. I use Google+, and I basically have to log back in every time, but I can log in sometimes. Uh, it's not specifically Google+, it's just a Google account. Sorry, yeah, I don't it's use a Google, Google oh, yeah, I don't use I don't use Google+, at all, but I was able to use mine. Right, sorry, it's a Google yeah. account. Um, Chris, on the other hand, uses the Pokemon Club, and he can log in even less than I can. Yeah, which is to say not at all. But here's the problem. If you use a a Pokemon Club account, when further mainline games come out, like Sun and Moon, there will actually be cross-play opportunities for those. Shut up, Siri. (laughs) I love how your phone just goes off randomly like that. So it is advantageous if you are going to play the mainline games to have a Pokemon Club account. 
because there are there are perks that come with that but you can't use it right now because the servers are overloaded i didn't want to use it anyway um oh, yeah i did yeah so square enix made a cute little pokemon go spoof i love this animation <laughs> so um for those of you that have played hitman go or tomb raider go um it's sort of a little puzzle game where you have to move between spaces and there are sort of uh other people and items that you have to pick up and um yeah they're they're puzzle games um and so they made a little spoof of pokemon go which is very cute yeah i saw that it was adorable so um there's a couple of really good articles that went up this week that sort of broke down the cost of how much Pokemon Go costs. How much does Pokemon Go cost, Anna? Um, well, it's free to download and play, obviously. Well, yeah. But um, the cool thing is, is they've made it surprisingly affordable. So you can get Pokeballs just from going to any Pokestop. And <laughs> we'll have a deeper conversation about that Pokestops. in about two or three articles. And you just swipe the Pokestop and you get Pokeballs and eggs and items and stuff out of them. Swipe to unlock it? Mm-hmm. Um, or 99 cents um, or 79 pence um, gets you 100 Pokemoney. And 100 Pokemoney will either buy you 20 Pokeballs or one incense. So incense are really, or a lucky egg, or a lure. Um, so the cool thing about incense is you actually plop it down and everybody in the area can use it. So there's like all of these pictures popping up on like Reddit and Imager and stuff where someone has like tweeted out that they threw down an incense in a location and like five minutes later there's like 20 people there. Yeah, so it's a bit like how um, some of the events in Ingress worked. Right. Where suddenly people showed up at portal locations. Right. Like police stations and <laughs> we're the getting... restricted areas of hospitals. Yeah, we're getting to that. Okay. So there has been some weirdness with Pokemon Go. Um, someone found Just a some. dead body while playing Pokemon Go in Wyoming. Wait, really? Yeah. Oh, really. yeah. It's legit. <laughs> but that story about someone being stabbed and the story about someone causing an accident on the highway, those are both totally fake. Um, but the thing is, people are wandering into police stations and restricted areas of hospitals. So, what the hell? What are you people I, thinking? I, I'm so sure <coughs> I don't want to go into stores to Poke Center. Why would people do that? And I mean... The thing is, is um, hospitals and police stations are often Pokestops, but you don't have to be inside them. You just have to be within range of them. Oh, I see. Like I did note, I, I, I did note while I was um, just for the time in which I had the APK uh, available, but um, a lot of the Pokestop locations correspond to older Ingress portal locations. That doesn't um, surprise me. So, like, yeah, they're using the same like, database. Yeah, my, my local post office um, is one, but also there's a there's like a, a sign for a walking path on my route to work in the morning. Nice. Uh, the that sign counts. <laughs> and that sign counts as a post stop. But I also know that it's because it's an ingress portal that I walk past every day as well. 
Um, so some people are upset because um, there is a fairly large number of Pokestops that are religious institutions, at least in the U.S. Like our church is a Pokestop. Okay. And so this is bothersome to some people. Why? Um, because they don't want to go there. Do they think they're going to be... I don't know, Chris. Exercised I'm, I'm, by walking by it or I'm, something? I'm just telling you okay. what the beef is. All right. I'm not going to editorialize it. All right. Um, so that's cool. Um, so, yeah, there's some weirdness with Pokemon Go. Are there, are there not a lot of non-religious stops? Is that the problem? Um, so I've looked at a few different stories about this. I didn't put them in the sheet because the problem is, is they're all over the place. Okay. One of them said 70% of Pokestops were religious institutions. One of them said just over 50%. Um, one of them was like 63%. So it was like people can't make up their mind about how many of these are actually Pokestops or not. Um, so, And I think some people are misunderstanding um, what uh, might be a religious institution and what might not be. Okay. Because, for example, Swagat is on the map, is oh. a Pokestop. Yeah. And That's a restaurant. That's where you eat Indian food. Yes. But, I mean, it's called Swagat. And the Pokestop is um, uh, like a, a star that's made out of dollar bills. And it's a star that is generally associated with... Um, that's the religion of capitalism. <laughs> it's generally a star that's associated with Muslim stuff. Oh, seriously? Yeah. <laughs> Gosh. And so... I think the problem is, is people may be overstating the amount of religious <clears throat> stops. So, yeah, um, that being said, um, Pokemon Go shot to number one in downloads and revenue faster than anything else. Faster than Clash Royale. Yeah. In fact, three times faster than Clash Royale, Eef. who was the previous owner of that particular feat. That and in honor. fact, Nintendo shares jumped by 10% on Thursday. Which is weird, because this isn't really a Nintendo game, is it? Yeah. It's Niantic and Pokemon Company and the Nintendo? The Pokemon Company is owned by Nintendo. Is it? I think so. I think they're separate. Uh, I think they're owned. The Pokemon Company. We're Pokemon just... Company. All right. Apparently, we're just going to Google... So, Alice, how many Pokemon you got? Uh, I I think I only had, like, two before I stopped. Oh. Uh, I'm saying I'm waiting for the actual official, because there'll be more people, a lot more people playing and stuff like that, so. I have, uh, it's I have not the starter. Yeah. Hmm. I got a handful yesterday while Ooh, what'd you my get? husband what'd you and get? I... What'd you get? What'd you get? What'd you see, get? I've got a Weedle, a Pidgeotto, <coughs> a Venonat, a Diglett, and... So they are um, considered an affiliated company in the same way that HAL Laboratories and Intelligent Systems and Game Freak and DNA are. Okay. So wait, DNA? Yeah. DNA is not Nintendo. Um. Yeah, it is. They own like forty or fifty percent of their stock. Seriously? Yeah. They they have like a a. a so when we buy all those Mithril and stuff in Record Keeper, we're giving money to Nintendo? <laughs> I guess so. Uh, hmm. What right. is it called? Controlling interest? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's one of the names for things like that, yeah. 
So, yeah. Yeah, anyways. Um, yeah, I've caught, like, a Rattata and a Weedle and uh, a Charmander. Um, and a few other things. But did you know that you can no. get a Pikachu as your starting Pokemon? Yeah, this is some crap. I didn't think to try this. If you walk away from the three starter Pokemon, a Pikachu will show up. Man. I wanted a Pikachu. So, yeah, that's a thing. Which is kind of cool. Yeah. <coughs> so, yeah, that's Pokemon Go. Pokemons. Pokemans. Oh, the Pokemans. Um, honestly, the servers are so unreliable right now that I try to play every once in a while, and sometimes I get in and sometimes I don't. My favorite is, is like... You catch Pokemon in the car. Yeah. <laughs> That's not how That's you're supposed to do doing. it. Pokemon <laughs> war not... driving. It's back, or it's it's a thing. That's what I was doing last night. I was getting war mad driving? I was getting mad because my husband was driving too fast. I'm like, wait a minute, there's grass. No, slow down. Oh, okay. Slow down. <laughs> no, slow down. Are you sure that story was fake, Anna? Yes. <laughs> Do I think it will happen? Yeah, because um, the Pokemon Go Twitter account is like, guys, you've been tweeting us pictures of you catching Pokemon while you're driving. You guys are morons. Stop that. Is that what the Pokemon account said, huh? Um, the Pokemon Go account said, yeah. They called people morons. No, I okay. paraphrased a yeah, little. Just a little, huh? Yeah. That's funny. Don't do that, folks. Please don't. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. What else has... The, there's been more news than Pokemon Go this week. No. Yeah. It's all Pokemon Go all the time. No. Let's see. Um... Oh, so, someone got stabbed, and that was fake, too? That Jeez. was fake. Yeah. Totally <sighs> fake. Right. The dead body is actually real. That's the funny part, is I was finding all of these fake stories about how there was traffic accidents and how someone got stabbed, and then it was like, girl finds dead body while playing Pokemon Go, and I'm like, no, nah, this has got to be fake. Nope. Totally real. Yeah. But the guy got drunk and fell into a river. And drowned because he didn't get up. Yeah, that did happens. he walk? Was he drunk playing Pokemon Go? That no, be the I don't think he was. No, Pokemon I don't think he was playing Pokemon Go. Okay. <coughs> That's grisly. All right, enough Pokemon Go. Forget this Pokemon Go. This is dangerous for our society. <laughs> we have to stop. We have to stop before before we're doomed. Uh, let's see. Uh, we have some other news for you this week. First off, Inferno Climber. You ever heard of that? Me neither. It's from Arc Systems Work. It's a new game. They announced it's going to be available through early access uh, starting July 7th. So that's two days ago. So you can go pick this up now on early access. And what is it? Well, we cover it, so it's an RPG. It is, uh, it is early access of their game where you do... So the in the early access version, you get the three main areas. You get three main areas and a tutorial, and it is a game that was announced for the PS4 Tokyo Game Show 2014, um, and it was reassigned to planet. be a PC in April of this year. And unfortunately, <coughs> that's all the info I have for you. I don't know what kind of game it is, and I keep I was delaying there to try and figure out if we have good info on what it is, but um, let's see. 
It looks like an action RPG where you walk around and I've not even seen combat in this. So go check it out on Early Access now. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Moving on. Idea Factory. International. Yes, Idea Factory International. Excuse me. Uh, they're putting, they've announced they're putting out a limited edition for their PS4 release of Fairy Fencer F Advent Dark Force. This is that remake of the PS3 game, right? Or So what are you going to get for your limited edition? For $79.99 or $61.99 euros, you get the following. The game for PS4. You get a 16-inch by 24-inch wall scroll. You get a 56-page hardcore, hard, excuse me, hardcover art book. Hardcore art book. Hardcore art book. A collector's box and a reversible cover sleeve with uh, a mono artwork, apparently. So, oh, yeah, look at that. A mono artwork. Same image as what's on the wall scroll. So if that interests you, go check that out. Yeah, so Amano designed the bad guys in this game. Okay, just the bad guys? Yep. Okay, got it. Uh, Sword Art Online is getting a collector's edition as well. Bandai Namco announced that for $149.99, so far only announced for North America, you get the game, a 6-inch Kirito and Asuna figure, a steelbook case, a Blu-ray bonus disc, um, a two-disc soundtrack, a set of mini posters and decal sheets, and a softcover art book. That's a pretty stacked collection, but it is $150, so... 150 bucks and only a softcover artwork? Come on. Yeah, I know. What's up with that? Well, I mean, all the Blu-ray and soundtrack and... Anna, what are you coloring? Nothing. <laughs> okay. Sorry, I didn't realize that was... Yeah, that's coming through. That's My weird. <laughs> um, Perfect World announced that they're bringing Neverwinter, which is a game if you're watching the stream and watching me play the summer event of. Uh, Neverwinter is coming to PS4. Uh, it's going to be free to play... Of course, because that's what For it is. For all PlayStation users, which even I think is those cool. who don't have PS Plus, which is funny because I thought that on, was required for online on PlayStation. Yes, so this is one of the only games that does not require a PlayStation Plus to play online. Yeah. The interesting thing is, is this is coming or is available on Xbox One. It requires Xbox Gold. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. This is weird. I wonder um, if you get to play. I wonder if it's going to be crossplay. Probably not. Um, it's not with the Xbox One and PC versions. They are separate versions. So I bet this will be too because the patch levels are always different, right? So I mean, they could do cross between Xbox One and PS4. They well, that that's even that's a new concept. Yeah, and that's that'd true. be weird. Um, I would say it's well, no. It, yeah, weren't the weren't the PS3 and Xbox 360 versions of Final Fantasy 11? No, that was. 11 is everybody's on the same servers. Oh, okay, my bad. So that's how 11 works. That's, And that was PS2, Xbox 360, and PC. <laughs> Just go figure all that out. <laughs> so the game's going to be free to play for all PlayStation users and available from July 19, 2016. Um, if you spend 20 bucks on their Onyx Head Start Pack, you'll get access a week early. And, uh, it, you know, if you've been following this podcast for a while, you know exactly what I think about spending money on Neverwinter. Um, which is to say I'm a weak man and I don't know what I think and you should all probably avoid it because don't make the mistakes I made. Um, yeah, so the PS4 version is going to launch with all the existing content from the PC version, uh, eight classes, nine expansion packs. Um, do, 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 do. Yeah, so you can watch the trailer. We got a trailer up for that. So 
Um, including, what is going on in this trailer? I don't even recognize this enemy. I play this game. Oh, whatever. Neverwinter. Moving on. Let's see. We've got uh, the latest piece of DLC for XCOM 2 called Shen's Last Gift. I'm surprised you didn't play this, Jonathan. I haven't gotten that far. Oh, okay. Well, well I played XCOM 2, remember, but I I um, haven't played it in a little while. I need to get back to it. All right. Well, it's uh, it's either available on its own for ten bucks or part of the reinforcement pack, which is a bundle of DLC. Um, it's out for PC now, right? Yeah. And uh, that's uh, yeah. So that's out. They got a little trailer for it. You go check it out. And uh, they also remind everybody that uh, the console version's coming in September. So, uh, Anna, they announced new Pokemon. New Pokemon. Do we give a crap? Um, I think it's the ones that we've already covered. Tapu Koko. Oh, wait. And uh, Drampa. These are all Japanese names, right? So, um, Toge Demaru. Um, no, these are different from... Zygarde. Yeah, no, these are some of the ones that we talked about last week. Okay. In fact, these might be all of the ones that we announced last week, that we talked about last week. All right, well, we'll move on then. Sorry. Um, Eon Alter. You heard of Eon Alter, Anna? No, what's that? It's a episodic RPG. Um, it's the first episode is out now on Steam. It's a tactical dungeon crawler that can play up to four players locally, but the controllers are the player's mobile devices. So, okay, that's interesting. So you play it through a free app on iOS, and you know, and then it's synced, and then yeah, I don't know, that's kind of weird. Um, and you play it, you, the game's on Steam, and you control it on iOS. So and that lets you manage your character without interrupting anybody else. Um, and the game can send hidden messages to specific players, and the players get to choose in secret what to do in response to those messages and whether or not they tell the other players about them. So you can kind of, I guess, screw people over? I don't, I don't really know. Um, there's five different characters you get to choose from when you play. Um, they all have a distinct play style, backstory, and quests, and it's a real-time exploration. Combat occurs in turn-based battles. Turns can be taken in any order or simultaneously to speed up fights. And also as a battle arena. The first episode's available for $7. You can get a season pass for $15. This sounds really cool. Um, how are you going to get four people together? I don't know. Oh, I guess I guess you don't have to be local, do you? Not sure. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, because if it's syncing up with a server, it wouldn't be. But if it's syncing up with a local server, then yeah, it would have to be. So I guess we'll see how that works. That sounds really cool, and I want to try it. So I'm, I'm getting Crystal Chronicles vibes from watching the trailer. Oh, bucket! Right, so I'm going to look into Ian Alter, because that sounds really cool. Um, see if it's local only, or if we can have like an RPG cast experience here. Uh, let's see. So for the next store, we've got that uh, Deep Silver is taking up the NIS America role, and they're going to start publishing stuff over in Europe for Atlas. So... Um, I guess, you know, with the Sega stuff that uh, they needed a new partner or whatever happened between Atlas and NIS, I'm not really sure. Um, so the the games they announced so far are Persona 5, Shin Megami Tensei 4, and 7 Dragon Cult 3 Code VFD. And so there's some controversy here because, like, what in the world took so long? And, well, they had to, they had to work on it. <laughs> um, let's see. So... Then they also dealt with the responses from people like, wait, 
isn't there a Sega Europe branch that you could use to publish stuff? Why aren't they doing it? And they said, yeah, we have Sega Europe, but they focus on Western titles and they're digital only because they do all PC games. So for someone who do, so since we need physical releases and you know more Japanese centric stuff, um, they wanted to partner with Deep Silver because they do both of that thing, both of those sorts of things in Europe. So that's what they're going with. Except for the case of Yakuza Zero, figure this one out. Sega Europe is going to publish that. I I don't know. I don't know, but okay. Mm. Do you understand that one, Anna? Why Yakuza Zero is still Sega? Because it's Sega developed? Um, I think it's digital only. Is it? Oh, maybe. Um, and let's see. That's uh, that's what we got. So there's there's your Europe situation there. And Alice can rest easy knowing that Persona Five is coming. Right, Alice? Hmm. <laughs> Alice is launching missiles or something. <laughs> All right. Axis announced uh, that uh, some stuff at last weekend's Anime Expo. So Anime Expo happened, first of all. So does anyone care? Well, we yeah. do care well, because... Kind, kind, of a, kind of occurred in the wrong country for me. Oh, well, yeah, all right. Good. That's fair. <clears throat> it's cool stuff got announced there. Um, from Access was announced uh, <clears throat> Tokyo Xanadu, the RPG developed by Nihon Falcom. And it's, uh, it's going to be coming out in 2017, both physically and digitally, for Vita as well as a PC port that will be released through Steam. And Tokyo Xanadu EX Plus is not planned for localization at this time. That's the recently um, announced PS4 enhanced version in Japan. So I don't know much about Tokyo Xanadu, but if you were excited about that, I hope that makes you happy. Uh, and they uh, also announced um, a different game coming out over here, Tokyo Twilight Ghost Hunters Daybreak Special Gigs. That's the enhanced version of Tokyo Twilight Ghost Hunters, a game that both Anna and I tried and said, eh, it's not for us. <laughs> so they're going to be bringing out the enhanced version for PS4, um, physically and digitally, and digital only for Vita and PC. No release date yet. So maybe the enhanced version will be better? I don't know. Um, and then finally, a collector's edition was announced by them for Sheer in the Wander, the Tower of Fortune, and the Dice of Fate. Uh, it's pre-order exclusively through Axis's web store. It's $59.99. You get a hardcover art book, a bracelet, a display box, and a soundtrack CD. And, uh, yeah, there you go. PS4, uh, excuse me, PS4. It's coming out for Vita on July 26th in North America. I don't know about Europe or anything, so... That's what we got there from Anime Expo and Axis. The Star Ocean 2 remake for PlayStation 4 and Vita is definitely not coming to the West. Sorry if you're hoping for that. Apparently uh, it's a no. Which kind of sucks. Let's see. Uh, he hasn't... <laughs> After he released the remake, he really hasn't done anything for the West. At the moment, there are no plans to release that title in the West. However, those, these are my personal thoughts. Nothing's been decided yet, but since I'm kind of rebooting the Star Ocean series, I know that I can't leave it alone. I would love to release it somehow. Maybe create a back catalog or have some way to purchase it because I know a lot of people, and maybe even people who play this new title, would want to play the older titles too. I know that we should probably do this. I don't know if it will be me or Yamagishi-san again, but there should be a way to do this. There are no plans at this moment. So this is uh, Kobayashi-san, who is the guy who directed the most recent Star Ocean game, and, which you might recall as being the very mediocre <coughs> reviewed one. Um, or I guess it's mixed reviews, huh? Some people like it, some people hate it, or was it everyone thought it was meh? I forget which. I think it was meh. Meh? 
resounding meh. Alice, what did, what what was your feel about the Star Ocean Five reviews? Um, I was just kind of like, eh, <coughs> looks okay. Okay. Better than Star Ocean Four. All right. So. I mean, that's not a very high bar, but. <laughs> All right. Um, nine 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 and uh, vet virtues last reward ports are com- <laughs> virtues last reward ports are coming out uh, with voice Japanese voice acting for PC and Vita, confirmed at Anime Expo. So. No, they didn't confirm the. Oh. They confirmed that they were coming. They did not confirm what systems they were oh. going to be on. But, um, the guy who does the V the VLR series. Yeah. said that um, ports were a vital steamship and vital put Vita steamship. and steam out of those two words in capitals. Okay, so that's pretty much confirmed then. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, they didn't say it for sure, for sure. I mean, that's what they said. Just right. clarifying. Got it. How is this port any different from the PSP version? Is it just enhanced? There's no it, voice in those versions. There's no voice right? in any of the uh, versions. Oh. So the voice acting is a new thing. I see. <clears throat> no, whatever. So there's there's more zeros last or zero, virtual zero time dilemma. That's the series. Zero time dilemma stuff. Um and uh, Anna, what do we got about the zero time watch debate? All right. So I actually got an update on my phone while we've been casting. Oh boy. Sorry. So um, the week before the game was to come out, um, Axis tweeted, Hey guys, we got the watches in. They were Ooh. damaged in shipment. Ooh. And I mean, that happens. That That's why your, um, your, your cat plushie was so late that one year. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, the Henry plushie? Yeah, the Henry plushie. Where's my Henry plushie? I don't know. You have two of them, no less. I do? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So anyways... Um, it happens. They're they're put on a boat from China to the U.S. Stuff gets damaged. Anyways, so they said, no problem. What we're going to do is we're going to ship all of the games are at the vendors already. This was like Thursday before the game came out. <clears throat> so the games will go out on time. So GameStop and Best Buy all sent out the games on time. Amazon sent you the game if you didn't have the watch pre-ordered. And everybody who pre-ordered the collector's edition from Amazon didn't get a game. Nope. And so Wait, it was... What? They didn't get a game. They didn't get a game. Because, oh, you don't get anything, though. Right. No yeah, one got... Not, yeah, they didn't get anything. Yeah. No right. watch, no game. So that was a problem because lots of people pre-ordered it from Amazon because they were the first one to, to have the collector's edition up. And so... Um, basically what ended up happening is Amazon had to split the serial number of the game, um, which is called an ASIN, A-S-I-N. Um, they had to split the, the collector's edition into two different ASINs and it took them two friggin' weeks to do that. And I have no idea why it's Amazon. Um, Surely they're more mobile than that. I guess not. Uh, I do a lot of work for Amazon for my day job and I can tell you that that's the norm. Um, Amazon can take a little while to do stuff. That's insane. And even worse is um, none of their customer service agents um, were informed of what was going on. And so when people contacted them and were like, hey, my game isn't here yet, everybody got a different reply. So like I contacted that 
um, my uh, one of my friends in Canada contacted them. They got upgraded to one day shipping. Um, Powerlord, who's a frequent visitor to our um, our streams, including the RPG cast, um, he contacted them and they gave him twenty dollars of credit. One of my other friends contacted them. They got one day shipping and fifteen dollars of credit. I emailed them. They were like, "Oh, that's too bad. I can cancel your order if you want." <laughs> That's what you're looking for, right, Anna? Yeah, that was exactly the answer I was looking for. And so I emailed them back, and I'm like, this is a completely unacceptable answer. Like, you can't offer people one-day shipping and credits and tell me tough bananas. Like, that's not how it works. And so I emailed them back, and that's what I said. And they were like, oh, we can't update it to one-day shipping because your payment is invalid. So I said, no problem. I've changed my payment option. And by the way, attached is two different emails that you've sent to people giving them credit for this. <clears throat> and then they upgraded me to, and then they didn't upgrade me to one day shipping. They gave me a $20 um, credit. And then finally, the day after the game came out, <clears throat> and by the way, they didn't tell anybody that the watches were going to be late. Despite the fact that they knew, like, five days ahead of time that they were going to be late. The day after the game came out, like a week later, they finally emailed everybody who had pre-ordered the collector's edition and said, Hey guys, the watch isn't available yet, and they don't elaborate on it at all. So, here's $10 of credit. Sorry about that. Nothing about when the game's going to ship. Nothing about when the watch is going to ship. No indication. They said um, the vendor was unable to provide the watch. Well, that's true. Yeah, but it makes it sound like it's Axis's fault. Well, it is. There, it's Axis is ultimately responsible for getting those things manufactured and delivered. Yeah, it's not their fault that something got broken in shipment. It, it, that it is entirely the factory's fault. But it's certainly not it's Amazon's not their fault. fault. But it's their responsibility. Yeah. It's not Amazon's responsibility. To yeah, do but I mean, they totally passed the buck on that. It was a dick thing to do. No, I'm sorry. I don't think it is. I think it's weird that... That kind of fueled the fire. And so the cool thing is, is um, there's a guy, Axis Danny, who's like their marketing manager. And he's been on Twitter and he's been like communicating everything because um, Sony also dropped the ball on them because it was supposed to be PSTV compatible day one. In fact, on the box, it says PSTV compatible and it wasn't. Oops. And yeah, that's kind of become a thing. All hey, the uh, yeah, I don't know where you would have knowledge of this, but yeah, um, games like this, uh, yeah, they don't they don't get through Sony's process properly, or Sony takes forever to do it, right? Sony can bork up a via release in a lot of different ways, <coughs> like conveniently forgetting to make your PSP game Vita compatible, and then telling you it'll take four to six weeks to do it, even though you asked for it three months ago. I don't know what you're talking about. I I don't know where you're getting that example yeah, from. That's I have no silly. idea. Yeah. I don't think you should you, talk anymore. <laughs> you you sound bitter. I sound frustrated because guess who's the person who has to deal with it when people are angry that their PSP game isn't Vita compatible when we said it would be? Who has two thumbs and has to deal with it? Nah, nah. So yeah, I felt really bad for Danny because it's like I've dude, I've been in this situation. Like it sucks. So finally, yesterday evening, I got a text that's like, "Hey, your game's out for shipment." And then just as we were starting a podcast, the podcast, I got another text that's like, hey, your game's going to be there today. So apparently they did upgrade it to one day shipping and they just didn't tell me. 
And it's still marked as delivered for two-day shipping on my thing. And, yeah, it's a mess. So, yeah, the watches are going to come in in, like, August. Which is funny, because the watch is the one thing that I want. I'm not going to play the game until I play the other two. So, yeah, that's that's been sort of the, the drama of the the Zero Time Dilemma watch. <clears throat> well... I'm still waiting for mine. <coughs> a lot of people got shipping notifications um, after about 5 p.m. Central yesterday and all through the night. So hopefully you will get yours soon. Are you Vita or PS3? Or Vita or 3DS? Vita. Okay. Most of the people, I, it's about 50-50 Vita and 3DS for people that I know that pre-ordered it. So, Yeah. In other potentially controversial, but maybe not. Um, so the worldwide version of Dragon Quest Seven is going to have the original MIDI music in it instead of the orchestrated music from the Japanese 3DS remake. So someone other than me, is this a big deal? Uh, I think it's a big deal because that, that orchestrated Dragon Quest music is quite awesome, especially the stuff they had in 8. So the idea that they that they would go through the trouble of making it for seven and not release it here, I I'm kind of upset about that. But I don't know what to do about it because I'll be honest, I don't really care much about Dragon Quest seven, and I don't know, maybe just because it had a bad rap for so long, I've just got no hype for it whatsoever. Um, <coughs> maybe that'll change. Most of the most of the time, I played my 3DS muted anyway because I'm in the car with my husband or you know watching tv with him so well that's when I, you're supposed to be catching pokemon yeah well i i mean i don't care but i get why people would be upset because you know the that dragon quest music is gorgeous but i i've been waiting so long for that remake of dragon quest 7 to come out on 3ds that i i just i'll take it any way i can at this point because the ps1 version is just so clunky Mm. Yeah, I just uh, with this news, it's certainly putting a wet blanket on any excitement I would have built up for it. So, um, but obviously not affecting Kelly that much. So there you go, Anna. <laughs> they got both uh, sides I'm, of it. <laughs> I'm such a Dragon Quest fan. Fan, I don't care. I want that game so bad. <laughs> Alice, are you jumping in Dragon Quest Seven or no? Oh, Alice stepped away. Jonathan, what about you? You Dragon Cluster? Yes, uh, I like them. I haven't played as many of the games as I want to, though. It's on my. Are you gonna jump long, in on these 3DS games or no? I haven't pre-ordered. Oh, okay. So yes. All right. Whether or not I'll play them or when I'll play them is more of the question. Oh. I don't know. You can caress them. Yes. yes. They'll they'll uh, shelf ornaments. Yes, shelf ornaments. Okay, here's something stupid. I actually purchased the collector's edition of um, Dragon Quest Heroes this week just so I could get the treasure chest, just so that I could put all of the, D all of the DS games in the treasure chest. Ah, nice. Which one? The uh, collector's edition of Dragon Quest Heroes. It comes with oh, a yeah. little cardboard treasure chest that is like the perfect size for the, all of the DS games. Like the first right, one, right, right. the first heroes. Yeah. Where did you find that? Um, it was actually on GameStop.com for sixty bucks. Hmm. 
And I did some price comping, and it was like 90 when it first came out. So I was like, well, I better jump on this because I really wanted that when it came out and just could not justify the 100 bucks. Here's something I didn't realize until doing this search right now. Um, Dragon Quest Heroes Rocket Slime. They use the Dragon Quest Heroes naming for the Rocket Slime game. So that's weird. And now Dragon Quest Heroes come back again as the World Trees Woe in the White Below and, of course, the upcoming sequel. So I, I forgot that they called uh, Rocket Slime Dragon Quest Heroes Rocket Slime. Hmm. All right. Nobody we didn't cares. get the Rocket Slime uh, sequel in the U.S., which No, sucks. we didn't. Rocket Slime was such a good game. It was, it was fun. I don't know that I wanted to play another one, though. Oh, I did. A lot of people did. <laughs> I, I put an ungodly amount of hours into Rocket Slime when it first came out. Yeah, Anna, that uh, that collector's edition still available. You can get your slime and a keychain and a lanyard and a giant cardboard box. <laughs> no, thank you. Right. Oh, what else we got? All right, time for some briefs. Let me blow through these. Um, there are 100 Amiibos in existence in the U.S. with the release of Callie and Marie. How many do you own? That's our question of the week. <laughs> How many Amiibos do you own? Um, so yes, two more Amiibos were announced and released this week. So that's uh, that's what you can get. And there's 100. Um, Etrian Odyssey 5 demo is going to be out in Japan on July 20th. The game launches on August 4th. No news on a North America release. This makes Anna sad. Uh, there's a Kirby Cafe opening in Japan in August. Everyone should go to the Kirby Cafe. And take pictures of yes. and make Chris sad. Alice, can you go back to Japan and go to the Kirby Cafe is what I have to ask. Um, oh, God. Is, Alice uh, still stepped away. <laughs> is that going to be Noodle's new home? Is I think so. <laughs> I think we're just going to ship her to the Kirby Cafe. We need to tell her That'll that it's going to be there. It. I don't think we have. Alice, Alice, are you going... Is, it, is that where you were, Alice? Did you go to the Kirby Cafe? I did not go to the Kirby Cafe. It's well, not why open not? yet. You could, well, well, yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't Alice has to start there. swimming until she gets there in time. All right. Whereabouts is it anyway? I don't know. It doesn't say here. Now let's have a look. Uh, Kirby Cafe. KirbyCafe.jp. Yeah, no, I'm just curious to know if it's in. Uh, like. They, you know, they may have repurposed another. They've got a cafe, Twitter account, but... Kirby Cafe JP on Twitter. Um, yeah. Yeah. Kirby Cafe. I don't know what it means. Oh. They're still not saying where. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they say they're opening it, but they don't say where it's going to be. It's interesting. I just wondered if it is going to be somewhere like uh, Akihabara or Ikibukuro or something like that. Um. Let's see. The uh, translation yeah, no, says, please pardon, because it does not have to answer the question inquiry. So they're <laughs> not taking questions, apparently. <laughs> yeah, I imagine it will... Uh, I imagine I imagine we'll hear more about it when it opens. It'll be a sudden thing. Yeah, probably. So I've only been to, like, two themed cafes, and they were all, they were pretty, pretty good. Yeah, that Gundam one you went to twice. Yeah, the Gundam one was all right, but the Final Fantasy, the Final Fantasy fourteen one was great. I oh, thought. is that the one you went to twice? Right. I, Sorry. Uh, yeah, the Final Fantasy fourteen was the one I went to twice. It's actually, a good food. 
Yeah, no, the food was tasty. Probably a little bit expensive, but yeah, it's kind of what you'd expect from a like a kind of slight, probably a slight tourist trap, that sort of thing. I mean, Zakihabara, it's inherently expensive anyway. You know, you'd, you'd be, if you're after just cheap Japanese food, there are a million other places that you'd go. So. Just like any restaurant. Yeah, it's a little bit like, I don't know, like tourist trap restaurants in, say, Canada and the US are, um, you know, more expensive than just going to a, uh, just, you know, a, a regular restaurant elsewhere. It's kind of what I felt the difference between looking at somewhere marketed towards uh, tourists and then, say, that fish and chip restaurant around the corner from Anna's old house in Vancouver. <laughs> yeah, that place was good. Yeah, that place was good. I like that. Yeah. They gave you so much. Mm-hmm. I'm just not used to North American portion sizes. <laughs> well, you should come back to the States. <laughs> You'll be yeah, even more. Really, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, it felt it felt huge even in Canada. Like yeah. your McDonald's in well, actually, McDonald's in Toronto was Anna, absolutely yeah. ridiculous. Anna lived in kind of an opulent food portion place for Canada. Um, she had this spaghetti place that they basically just dump like a gallon of spaghetti on your plate. And it was fantastic. <laughs> But I didn't take them there. I don't have a place like that here. Now I'm hungry. I'm hungry. <laughs> Sorry. Well, right. I, I ate. I was eat, finishing my dinner just as the cast started, so I'm kind of good for the moment. All right. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll let's wrap this up so we can eat. Um, Nintendo will be at Gamescom this year because for some people they expected otherwise, apparently. Um, so that's the story this week. Also, uh, Summer Games Done Quick, we mentioned, is going on. They're doing a Final Fantasy VI run at the end. So that's tonight, I think. Right? They're suplexing a train. They're suplexing a train. They're, um, they're doing... The, it's a Pokemon Red four-way race at the moment. And oh, I nice. believe Taspot Tass, is coming up. Yeah, Yeah, we're going to miss it. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll oh, catch up later. Shame. We'll catch yeah, up later. I mean... We've we just won't pretty... see it live. We'll yeah. be fine. Um, yeah, you'll have the, to catch it on the VODs. But... Yeah, the VODs are, they're being real good with the VODs. YouTube.com slash games done quick or user games done quick. Um, you can see all the YouTube VODs and there's a giant Reddit thread on Reddit slash r slash speedrun with links to all the Twitch archives so you can j- jump into any game that you missed. So go check out all the games done quick archives. Um, Natsume is doing profiles of characters from River City Tokyo Rumble, which we put in the briefs because it's a giant conflict of interest because nobody actually cares about this, but Anna works for Natsume, so she could tell us about this, right? <laughs> is that is that the intro you wanted for that? All right, never mind. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, Adam Boys is leaving Sony, um, which if you follow industry people, um, that's a big deal because um, he's like a giant part of he their started the nin- yeah he started the Nindies program at Nintendo, and then he went over to Sony and helped out with their indie development stuff, and now he's going back to game development himself. Yep. Um, and then some dude who does. Uh, <laughs> who used to work at Nintendo, is doing DMCA takedowns of Nintendo copyright stuff seemingly at random. And as you all know, the DMCA process is such a pain in the butt that it causes people pain and strife even when the company who actually owns those copyrights is not involved with the DMCA submissions. And now he's focusing on peach porn, apparently. Because, you know, why not? Yep. Is that, did I summarize that okay? Yep. All right. So that that's a, that's brief for you. Two trailers for you. Anna, what are these? Uh, trailers. Yeah, Pl- Fi- PlayStation Access put up a giant 10-minute video of World of Final Fantasy, the upcoming RPG from Screenix. So you can go to our site and watch the 
Trailer. And of course, we've got a new trailer for the upcoming RPG from Acquire, Akiba's Beat. So go check that out. Lots of stuff in that. Um, we have two phone calls, which I'm going to play for you right now. I have to I have to make the volume go out. Hold on. Let's try this again. Yeah, this is uh, Matt from Texas, but on the forums. Um, I watched most of the E3 coverage yesterday and today, and uh, you know, a lot of what I saw almost kind of seemed like uh, Last of Us clones. And what I mean by that is kind of the over-the-shoulder third-person shooter. You know, going to the kind of a destructive environment, even like um, a lot of zombies, but even like some of the games who weren't necessarily zombies still had that, you know, kind of a post apocalyptic look to it. But I mean, there were, there were at least four games that were announced that had that exact same thing, so I don't know. I mean, I'm looking forward to the Nintendo tomorrow. So, I mean, as of this recording, I haven't seen Nintendo stuff, but, I mean, I always have both for them, so. All right. That's all. Thank you, Matt. That was his response to what he was, uh, what he had seen at E3 that was interesting, and obviously, apparently not much. <laughs> Most of those Last of Us type clones, as he puts it, which I guess would be third-person cinematic character adventures, or action adventures. Um, but, yeah, with the... With the survival and with the zombies, especially Days Gone, which looks totally uninteresting to me. But uh, yeah, that's uh, that's. Thank you, Matt. What uh, was the one that everybody took happy pills? Uh, we happy few. Yeah, that's yep. it. That one actually looked interesting, um, though I don't know how it's going to play. I I'm yeah, not, not going to play you, that. It's... But it looked interesting. Yes, I thought it, it looked, looked interesting. And then you're like, oh, it's a roguelike. Oh, in well, first and it's person. Oh. They're eating like a dead rat. Well, yeah, that's the thing, the, the the twisting of reality. So they're not seeing what they think they're thinking. That's the interesting... Co- oh, never mind. Matt gave us another call. Let's listen to it. Doink. Yeah, it's Matt from Texas. Um, I had a good time this uh, last few last few days watching and stream the uh, Fire Emblem found um, um Tensei. Which, by the way, Anna, where could they go to watch your archives of that? Uh, YouTube.com, and our channel is RPGamerDOTCOM. All right. Yeah, that was pretty good. Um, I wish I could have seen her beat it, because, I mean, I, she obviously did. But there's a lot of people who obviously enjoyed that game more than Fire uh, or Star Ocean 5, and uh, I, I would think that's probably the case. What I was going to say is the, uh, the Final Fantasy XV Keith Blade movie has very good accept or very good acceptance in Japan. People were saying it's a really good film, and I watched the first ten minutes of it, and uh, I thought, wow, this was pretty deep and interesting. So, all right, bye bye. So yeah, right. we're going to have to see that somehow. Yeah, I don't know. Kingsclave is coming with one of the collector's editions. Yeah, right? we're not getting that. Um, we could. No. Okay. It only comes with the super duper one that was like 270 bucks, right? No. Uh, no. Otherwise, King's it comes Clip. with the anime, right? 
um, the Kingsglaive comes with kind of the mid-level one that's the steel book. Oh, okay. The one that I ordered. Um, the other option, Chris, is we can spend the X amount of money just to buy it digitally. And then what? Watch it. Oh, Kingsglaive's available digitally? It will be. Oh, okay. It's not only available physically through that collector's edition. The only thing that you're locked out of if you're not buying a collector's edition is the sixth episode of the five-episode anime. Which, how long will that take to hit YouTube? <laughs> the answer is a minute and a half. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that's our feedback for the week. If you'd like to leave feedback for the show, three ways you can do it. Podcast at rpgamer.com. Forums.rpgamer.com. Go to the message th- uh, thread in the latest update section of our forums. And, of course, 608-729-4098. 608-729-4098. Google Plus is standing by to take your call. And then finally, we've got our new releases of the week. So here's what we got coming up this week. 7th Dragon 3 Code VFD. Yay. Which Anna's excited about. She had me pre-order that. She's like, ah, oh, it's a, it's Etrian Odyssey plus um, anime. No, <laughs> it's Etrian Odyssey plus dating. Yeah, okay. Um, and Assault Suit Lanus on Windows. Um, Ghostbusters and Windows PS4 and Xbox. Oh, I guess Assault Suit Lanus is also on PS4. Kerbal Space Program's hitting PS4. Mobile Suit Gundam Extreme Versus Force. Really? Uh, hitting PS Vita. Uh, that must be a international thing. That ain't coming out here, is it? Uh, it's probably an international thing. Um, Southeast see. Asia release? I don't know. That was... Uh, yeah, the Asian release. Yeah, it must be the Asian release. Um, is that the one I'm getting? That's not the one I'm getting. Um, I don't know what I'm... What did I order? Uh, what, I ordered did, a PS4 one. Yeah. Didn't oh. you pre-order? Did you pre-order Moon Dwellers? I can't remember. Yeah. That's a. Uh, but that's uh that's a, uh, Super Robot Wars. Yeah. Yeah. And you're not gonna get that until. Is, okay. So August, what is Extreme sometime? Versus Force like? Extreme Versus Force is the Vita port of the Extreme Versus series, which is the uh, arcadey, uh, like. It's almost like a. It's a two v two fighting game. Is it better than uh, Gundam Breakers? Uh. Well. Depending it's on what you want a little bit more. I think it's Vita <laughs> only, though, and a lot of people didn't like it for whatever reason. Okay. Um, if, you're, if you're interested in playing a game like that and you still have a PS3, <laughs> uh, get Extreme, uh, Extreme, the latest Extreme Versus release on that instead. Oh, so okay. Full Boost, I think. Gundam Extreme Versus Full Boost. Is that region free, you think? Yeah. Well, it's like, uh, it's not got an Asian release, but it's a PS3 game, so. Well, I have to play it in Japanese, then. Yeah, but it's not like you need to know much Japanese. It's an arcadey fighter. But there's no how will I know mode. how to use my light sword? Uh, there's plenty of guides on the internet. Oh, all right. Maybe I'll just just play more Gundam Breakers. I can make progress while sleeping. It's great. Um, let's see. Necropolis <laughs> hits for Windows, Mac, and Linux. Polybridge, Windows, Mac, and Linux. Song of the Deep, Windows, PS4, and uh, Xbox. Tumblestone hits Windows, PS4, and Wii U. Undernight in Birth EXE Late. I don't know what that is. Sounds like some sort of visual novel. Um, Video Ball, Windows, Mac, PC, Linux, PS4, Xbox. Push Me, Pull You, Windows, Mac, and Linux. Adrift hits the PS4, which... Does that mean... PS4 VR isn't out this week, is it? No. Okay. Um, Monster Hunter Generations is not here. That must be Japan. Yeah, that's what that B means, I think. So... It'd be nice if it was out here. PSVR is October 13th. Monster. The demo for 
the demo for Monster Hunter Generations was out. Wait, so is that out this week? Yeah, I, I played it. No, is the game out this week? When's the game no, out? No, the demo. Let's see, more about Monster Hunter Generations. I messed up this thing bad, so let me see. Hunt for the Ages, July 15th. Yes, it's out this week. Monster Hunter Generations coming out this week. Are you going to play that? Uh, yeah. Yes. Is that the, the, the kitty one that I've been waiting yes. for? No, no, it's not the kitty one. That's Monster Hunter X or something, or Cross or something. That's a Wii U game. And we're not ever going to Oh, wait, no, that's a 3DS game. It's a 3DS game. It's, it's not, that's not out here. It Is it ever going to come out It here? hasn't been announced, to my knowledge. I think because they're focusing on this. They don't want to, you know, there's only so much <coughs> Monster Hunter bandwidth they get in the West, right? <laughs> so they got to be careful I, with that. I did play as a kitty in the demo, and kitties are OP. Yeah, she means kitty with a D, like K-I-D-D-Y. Um, Monster oh. Hunter Generations, oh. Anna is the one that actually lets you play as the cats for the first time. Yeah. Now, that is not, I don't think you're actually interested in playing it because it's still Monster Hunter. Hmm. But you might want to watch it. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you because it's actually oh. Monster Hunter, Monster Hunter. Whereas the one that's coming up that you get to like tame monsters and ride them around, that seems more like your style. Okay. The, that's the one that's cartoonish and you're carrying around an egg and stuff. Do you remember that? You don't remember this. I'll show you a trailer later. All right. Okay. Uh, Monster Hunter Generations out this week. That means I need to sync up with wheels. Um, Obliteracers. Um, out for PS4 and Xbox, Replica for PC, Anarchute for Xbox One and PC, Killstrain for PS4, Militant for PS4 and PC, Moon Hunters hits PS4. That's an RPG sort of. Um, well, we cover it at least. <laughs> it's kind of an action RPG roguelikey thing. Polybridge for PC. Um, oh, I already said that. Sorry. Super Mutant Eight. Super Mutant Alien Assault Xbox One, PS4 and PC. Type Rider. Crush Your Enemies, P oh, Type Riders out for PS4 and Vita. Crush Your Enemies is PC, Mac, Linux, iOS, Android. Infinium Strike for PC. PS4 is also getting Carmageddon, Max Damage, Hawken, and Resident Evil 5. Xbox One's getting Carmageddon, Max Damage, FRU, which is a Kinect game. What? <laughs> and Resident Evil 5. Um, we I, I have a feeling that's going to be a, a, a box of crap. Uh, yeah, I don't know what's up with that. Um... X1 Connect FRU. Um, official site of FRU. Xbox One Connect game. Uh, they've got a release trailer. Um, oh, how does this work? Oh, you have to stand in front of the camera, and where you're standing, a platform appears, and then this little guy who's going to run can use that platform. So you have to like stretch yourself out to like, you know, make things appear and activate on the screen. It's kind of weird. Speaking of Xbox One, I forgot to mention I did get one recently. Cool. Oh, and here's one where he can swim wherever your body is. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> that looks cool. So you got an Xbox One? Yes. What are you playing on it? Nothing yet. Nothing. Right? Yeah. All right. All right. Sounds <laughs> like it was 130 common... bucks with a Kinect and an extra controller shipped to me. All right. So I couldn't pass it up. There you go. But we have one game. We have one of the Just Dance games, and it's for my wife and my daughter, and they were, they were playing it yesterday. So it was, but I don't really have anything on it for me right now. Did you get it with a Kinect or no? Yes. Yes. Okay. No. How Can they play Just Dance without a Kinect? Yeah. Okay. I would think so. Really? 
I'm not I don't sure. think so. Oh, it's a motion game, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so no. Okay, call Anna. Is that... Uh, yeah, all right, never mind. So connect. Wii U got Baseball Simulator 1000, Flying Dragon the Secret yeah, Scroll. Yeah, so... Oh, what? That was interesting. What? So Baseball Simulator 1000 and Flying Dragon Bloody Bloody Scrolls are culture brain games. Culture brain, like, disappeared off the face of the planet for years. Hmm. All of a sudden, they're back. I mean, they're just virtual console games. Yeah, but there are other culture brain games that people have asked for on virtual console that haven't come out because there are licensing issues with them. Mostly because no one knew where the hell culture brain was. Okay. Steel Lords also hit the eShop on the Wii U, and Tap Tap Arcade 2 hit the eShop. 3DS got The Legend of the Mystical Ninja on the eShop Virtual Console. And then some handful of other games for PC. Black Moon Chronicles, Evolution Planet Gold Edition, Fly O'Clock, Memento, Nurse Love Addiction, Trizeal Remix, which is a shmup, Umi Neko When They Cry, and Virtual Battle Map. Virtual Battle Map is $27. What is Virtual Battle Map? I want to know. I bet you it is a virtual battle map to use for playing strategy games with your friends. But let's see. Virtual Battle Map. Uh, let's see. In Virtual Battle Map, you build a 3D battle maps and then export print and web quality 2D map images to be used in tabletop play or online play. Using the simple but powerful map editor, you can build any battle map you want. You can also use the 3D maps with table projectors and screen and table systems. I don't know what he's, what that said, but uh, it's uh, early access, and it's some sort of map designer that okay. can be used in some sort of ways to make maps. So there you go. If you want to design maps for your dungeon crawls, you might want to look at it. And uh, with that, that's our new releases. So I need to know what you're going to play this week. Anna Marie, what are you playing this week? Uh, Final Fantasy V and then probably Seventh Dragon. All right. I'm Got to get fin- my hair on. <laughs> nice. I'm going to finish up Ace Attorney Dual Destinies and Link Between Worlds and Kirby Planet Robobot. Um, and apparently I'm playing uh, you know, Monster Hunter. Um, and Kelly, what are you playing this week? More Wild Arms 5, more um, Final Fantasy 5. So nice. all the fives. All the fives. All right. Um, Jonathan, what you up to? Um, keep trucking on Ogre Battle 64. Maybe I'll start a Stellaris ma- uh, game up. And Alice? More giant robots. More giant robots. Is there any reason the three of us should get together and play a Stellaris game or no? Uh, they can take a while. Remember that story I had of that seven-player one? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if I mean three people is easier to organize than seven people. I will definitely give you that. Yeah. Um, still so yeah, maybe much. could be some could be something that we could do, but you have to bear in mind time zones. All right. Well, maybe I'll chat about it with you in Slack. See what's up. <laughs> All right. All right, everybody. Thanks for watching. Um, big shout out to Dale North who made our new theme music. Um, you'll be seeing Kelly's uh, new artwork for the podcast show soon. And um, thanks everybody for contributing and being on this week. Um, thank you for dear, for listening, dear listener. If you want to catch us live, 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, rpgamer.com slash live, or is it rpgamer.com slash live or live.rpgamer.com? I don't even know. Um, and twitch.tv slash rpgamer. That's probably where you should go. Um, hang out with all the Twitch folks. Let's uh, build up our Twitch community. And uh, <laughs> we can, I don't know, profit somehow. <laughs> uh, thanks, everybody, for watching. And we'll see you next week. Until then, goodbye, everybody. Bye.